search for him yes. with all of our heart he'll you'll find him and I rest assured I am blessed in that knowing that when I search for God I am looking for him uh, I'm not looking for him because I lost him I'm looking for him because I want to know more about him I want to know more uh, what he's saying I want to know more revelation um, uh, of his word to my life. So when I look, when I'm seeking after him, I'm not saying, God, where are you at? I'm saying, God, I want more. Yeah. So what is it more that you want to reveal to me? And I'm finding myself wanting more levels in God. I want wanting more deeper revelation of who he is and how I can take that revelation of who he is and bring it into my life. Yes. So that I can exemplify what he is doing through me and in me to impact the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. God is faithful. He is always faithful. Mm -hmm. And we walked upon a story in the book of Judges uh -oh. that a lot of people probably hadn't even read the book of Judges. <laughs> the, the Judges? What is that? That's the book after Joshua. And it is a, it, it, it's a story that, and here's how I know a lot of people hadn't read it because it falls right after Gideon's story. Uh -huh. And because a lot of people love Gideon's story because he defeated a whole army with 300 men uh -huh. that they rejoice in Gideon. But they stop there and they forget about that and keep following on through it. But we went through chapter 11 of Judges and chapter 12 and found a couple of nuggets inside <laughs> of that thing. And me and Babe has been basking in that. And today we wanna talk about that nugget there was something you just said a while ago when you said about uh, staggered. And I just immediately thought about Abraham when it says that he staggered not at the promise. Mm, see. And But then there's moments, even in that, because when you said that, there are moments that you may stagger at the promise, what God has spoken over you, over your life and what you're going to do. Sometimes you might stagger over it. But yet, still in your staggering over the promise, God is still standing right there with you, even in the midst, right there by, by you, even in your doubting, even in your fear, even in your resentment, even in your staggering at the promise. God said that yet, because you're, st you, you're still standing, even if you're staggering, because when you stagger, you, you kind of got a little bend to your knees and stuff. So you got to remember that even in that staggering, you still got two feet standing on the ground and you're standing and saying that God because of the promise, because of what you said, I might be leaning and I might be staggering, but because my both of my feet are still standing, because you said, having done all the stand, stand therefore and I'm saying that because I had to speak that to myself, I had to preach that to myself just this past last week 
that even when I staggered, even when I wavered, and I even said, even that scripture that we said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And there has been a moment on last week that even in that sound mind, fear was winning over the sound mind. But I thank God that I'm here on the other side and that I can declare with my mouth that I am going to walk this thing out. I'm going to stand in victory. I'm going to defeat the enemy. Uh, he's already defeated. How about that? The enemy is already defeated because he are, he is ashes under our feet. But it's somehow that when we when things happen in our life that causes us to doubt who we are or to doubt the promises that God spoke to Abraham and because we're joint heirs with Abraham and that means what he spoke to Abraham is ours that we don't have to plead and beg God because he already promised it to us because I found myself like God please just take this I said I'm begging God and he's already done it all I need to do is just walk in it so we got to walk in this thing. We got to believe this thing. We got to trust this thing that even when you're staggering at the promise and even when you don't feel like there's hope and even if you're standing alone, even if the person that you thought that, that you would ever never think that could hurt you or that would speak things to you that will cause you to stagger at the promise of God, you got to remember that it's not their words that make you, it's what God says about you. And that's what we have to stand on. I'm standing on it. I don't know about you, but I'm standing on it. This week, we prayed this prayer more than we probably ever prayed when people have asked us to pray yes, for them. Yes. And it's a simple, it, it's, it's, it's something that reminds us after we walked out of this progress yes. and walked through the Faith Walk series from June up until August last week. Mm -hmm. we, we ran into, not ran into, here's a scripture that we kind of use. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing when you're praying for yourself, praying for someone. You need to remember and memorize this scripture. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15. We prayed this prayer. We One of our friends, sisters, dear sister, called us and asked her to pray for her, text us and say, can you pray for me? I'm going into an interview. And it was a group text, me, her, and my wife. So I'm typing a text. And I send her, I praying, and I said, you know, and the word says, 1 John 5 and 14, 15, I quoted the word, and I sent it to her. So because we know that, yeah. this is what you want, and this is the will of God that you should have a job, mm -hmm. we already know that you have the job because yes. God says yes. in 1 John 5, and when I sent that text, my wife sent another text, the same scripture. Yeah. The verbatim had no idea she said the same scripture and here's what the scripture says and this is the confidence the assurance the, the non-staggering yes. confidence yes. that we that yes. we have in him that if we ask listen to this and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to to his will and his will is his word yes. he hears us now let me stop there at his will his will is his word That's but it. what does that mean pray scripture yeah pray scripture but also make sure your request is in line with the word so if you need healing mm -hmm. we know that the word says by the stripes 
you were healed, right? Or by the stripes you are healed. Isaiah says are. Um, Galatians says were healed. The the books the Bible says in the book of uh, Mark that that how Jesus took our infirmities and he bare all of our disease. And he said also in the book of Matthew where the widow woman was talking about the crumbs that fall from the master's the table. He said healing is in the children's bread. Yeah. So when we have all the word that God says, I send my word to heal you. Yeah. When I'm praying for healing, that's the will of God that I be healed. Mm -hmm. So when I'm praying and asking him mm -hmm. according to his will, his will, John says that God hears me. And then verse 15 says this, and if we know that he hear us, yes. whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Mm -hmm. So if I'm praying the will of God, mm -hmm. praying for whatever it is that he's got, I need a new job. Yeah. You know that it's the will of God that you have a job because... He wants you to have a job to be able to provide for your family. Yes. Amen. So you don't have to struggle, God, if it's your will. No, you don't have to say, God, if it's your will, when you know it is his will. Yes. So change the way you pray. God, if it's your will that my husband find a job, it is your will that your husband find a job. So, Father, help my husband find this job that he is needing you to do, right? Yes. Make the way. And because I know this is your will, you say that you hear me. Yes. And because you, I know you hear me, he has the job. That's it. Because the scripture says, what whatsoever I ask, yes. I know that I have the petitions that I ask of him That's when it. I prayed according to his will. Amen. So, my brother, my sister, you need comfort. You know, he sends the Holy Spirit to comfort you, right? Mm -hmm. So then I pray the will of God, mm -hmm. and guess who comes in? The comfort of the Holy Spirit comes in. See, we don't have to go to God distressed. We can go and share with him our dilemma, and then we can commit that over to him and embrace the <laughs> embrace what he's offering us, yes. whatever it is that He we need. Praise him. Jesus said, cast your cares upon me, for I cared for you, right? Mm -hmm. he, in, another first, in another verse in Matthew, he talks about, please Matthew, maybe Luke, where he talks about, take my yoke upon you, right? Yes. He wants to trade your yoke for his yoke. Yes. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He okay. said, for my yoke is easy. My bird is a life. Yes. Take my yo hit. Give me what you got, and I'll give you what I have. That's what we have to know. That's it. I need everything he has. So I want everything God has for me. Mm -hmm. So when I'm praying his will, I have read in the scripture to know that this is the will of God. Turn to Judges the 11th chapter before we get so into this that we're going to have to be staying right here. Amen. We ran across the story of Jeff, Jeff, Jephthah. Jephthah. I was looking at how to pronounce this man's name. And I said, Lord, help me to remember it. Let me turn to it. If I see it, I can say it right. Yes, Jephthah. Jeff, 
the. <laughs> Got that? Jeff the. <laughs> Judges the 11th chapter. And it, it brings us, this story was right after the story of Gideon. And it, it just blessed me when I read it because of what happened to this young man. Mm -hmm. And I thought about how many times we all face this mm -hmm. in our lives, right? Listen to what this says. Now Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of an harlot, and Gilead begat Jephthah. <laughs> and Gilead's was Jephthah fathers, right? <laughs> and Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Here what we see as we go into where we are with, with this lesson here is that we see Jephthah was a son of his mother. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us that she was a strange woman. Yeah. But he also, the Bible also tells us that Jephthah's mom or Gilead's wife had sons. What does that mean? Jephthah was a stepson. You got that? To Gilead. He brought the stepson into his own home with his wife who bare him sons. Yes. The Bible says in the second verse of Judges the 11th that as his true sons from his wife and him grew up, they took, they told Jephthah, you need to leave now because you are not going to inherit our father's inheritance. My, my, my. The stepbrother, mm. half-brother. Mm. So they kicked him out of the house and he went on his way. The Bible says in verse 3, Then Jephthah, <laughs> I like saying that, fled from his brothers. He didn't walk. He fled. That means they they, pro they probably chased him out of town. How many of you in seeking or going out, you, you've been through, you you on your path for God. This is where I went with this thing. You on your path for, for God. And you didn't do anything to deserve the thing that happened, or you may have. But when something happened and people get knowledge of what happened, maybe some type of sin or downfall in your life, how people just cash you out. Oh yeah. Count you out. Oh yeah. You messed up. Yeah. They ain't no it's hard from here. Yeah. They ain't no hope. It's mm -hmm. gonna be all difficult for you from now on. Mm -hmm. So because this happened, we don't we ain't gonna fellowship with you no more. We ain't gonna call you no more. In fact, they don't even say it. They just wean off, right? Yeah, that's the truth. Because they don't wanna be named among the number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't wanna be found in your company. So they kind of just outcast you silently. Mm -hmm. You ever been there? You ever been in that place where you may have slipped up? Yeah. And many of you have, uh -huh. right? You might have done it purposely, or you may have done it slippingly, mm -hmm. not knowingly, but it happened. But the last thing you need is when you have a fall, is people to turn it back on you. Well, let me just say, 
brothers and sisters in the Lord yes. to turn it back on you. Because, yes. see, I'm talking about people who've been hurt mm -hmm. by other brothers and sisters in Christ. Right? <laughs> I mean, don't leave me hanging because it happens. Yeah. Well, brother, not at my church. Oh, well, it may not have happened at your church yet. Or maybe you have not been one of the ones that it has happened to. But I guarantee that if you took a survey and the top 100 answers says, how many of you in church have been hurt by church people? What's the number one answer? You, right? <laughs>